Chapter thirty eight of Bow Brocade by Baroness Emma Orksey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Joy of Reunion. On the green outside, the crowd of village folk were shouting themselves hoarse. Three cheers for the Duke of Cumberland. Already the news had gone the round that Beaubrocade, the highwayman, had been granted a special pardon by his royal highness. John Stitch, half crazy with joy, was tossing his cap in the air, and in the fullness of his heart was stealing a few kisses from Mistress Betty's pretty mouth. The appearance of Sir Humphrey Challoner in the porch of the Royal George looking as black as thunder and followed by his obsequious familiar master Midichip, was the signal for much merriment and some quickly suppressed chaff stand aside you fool quoth sir humphrey pushing jock meggs roughly out of his way nay stand aside all of ye admonished john stitch solemnly and mind if any of ye have got any turnips about beguy the squire of hardington raised his riding crop menacingly you dare he muttered but mistress betty interposed her pretty person twixt her lover and his honour's wrath saving your presence sir she said pertly my intent was only going to tell the lads to keep their turnips for this old scarecrow and laughing all over her dimpled little face she pointed to master midichip who was clinging terrified to sir humphrey's coat-tails sir humphrey he murmured anxiously as betty's sally was received with a salvo of applause good sir humphrey do not let them harm me i've served you faithfully you've served me like a fool quoth sir humphrey savagely shaking himself free from the mealy-mouthed attorney damn you he added as he walked quickly out of the crowd and across the green don't yap at my heels like a frightened cur god speed your honour shouted stitch after him think you john he'll come to our wedding murmured betty saucily at which honest john hugged her with all his might before the entire company beguy i marvel if the old fox will go to her ladyship's and the captain's wedding eh lordy lordy these be mazing times commented jock miggs vaguely but within the small parlour of the royal george all this noise and gaiety only came as a faint merry echo his royal highness had gone followed by the sergeant and soldiers and bathurst was alone with his beautiful white rose and tis to you i owe my life he whispered for the twentieth time as kneeling at her feet he buried his head in the folds of her gown i have done so little she murmured one poor prayer when you had done so much and now he said looking straight into the exquisite depths of her blue eyes now you have robbed me of one great happiness 
which may never come to me again robbed you of happiness the happiness of dying for you but she looked down at him smiling now through a mist of happy tears nay sir she whispered and when the duke has no longer need of you will you not live for me he folded her in his arms and held her closely very closely to his strong brave heart always at your feet he murmured passionately and as your humble slave my dream and as his lips sought hers once more she whispered under her breath my husband my dream my wife outside the crowd of villagers were shouting lustily three cheers for the duke of cumberland end of chapter thirty eight end of bow brocade by baroness emma orksey